You are now listening to the Lit Life Podcast. Welcome to the Lit Life Podcast. I am your host, Autumn the Aries, and I am pretty lit right now. So I am going to introduce to you all um, a new segment as I've been doing a little bit of formatting with my podcast. Um, I would like to open up each episode with uh, a segment that I'll call Positive Energy. Uh, This first segment it's going to be kind of short because I just feel like I'm kind of on a roll and I know exactly what I want to talk about so I want to just go ahead and get into it before I kind of lose thought but today's um positive energy I saw a quote today that said currently not letting anybody fuck with my flow straight like that That's the type of positive energy I'm giving out today. There's not a whole lot to elaborate on (laughs) when it comes to that statement. It just is what it is. Currently, not letting anybody, nobody, nobody, nothing, you know, anything fuck with my flow at this point. Sometimes you just be on a roll, right? Like everything is flowing in the direction that it should. And for the things that are not flowing, you know that they're on their way. And what happens every time? Something always comes and tries to interrupt that flow. Well, Lit Life Podcast listeners, we will not be allowing anything currently or in the future to fuck with our flow. And that kind of takes me into one of the main topics I have for today, because I just think, I I don't really understand the level of one, hating, and two, in the business that people have to be. Like, I just think people need to not be so rude. And so here's here's the topic that I want to talk about. So I'm on Facebook because, of course, this is where the majority of the bullshit happens. And there was this guy, there's this guy that I follow. So and, And it's funny because some years ago I told him, I'm like, you probably should be on Twitter. You know, I just think that there's like certain types of content or or certain types of posting, not necessarily the actual content, but the ways that you post, you know what I'm saying? Like some people post like they're on Twitter, you know what I'm saying? You know how you just post a thought, you know, questions, thoughts, questions, thoughts, uh, retweet a couple of things, asking people, you know, your followers, what their opinion is. Whereas and, and on Twitter, whereas Facebook, I just don't look at it as that type of, of place. Like I think of it as um, a, a social media site that's like, you know, totally friends and family oriented. And I don't know what the fuck I think about Facebook. That's neither here nor there. Either way, 
I told him he should be on Twitter. He never really wanted to go to Twitter. So he just posts these things back to back to back. And sometimes he'd be having, you know, actually, you know what? The majority of the time he has really good content. But there's something on his feed that will that will strike a nerve to everybody all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, no matter how cool you are with this person, they have, you know, 99% great things. And then, it, you know, they always had that one thing that you don't agree with. And you don't. So whatever. So anyway, he said. And this isn't, he didn't say that he took this quote from anybody or anything like that. But he said, it's funny how BBWs, and I'm paraphrasing. It's funny how BBWs always talk about how much they love themselves and love being BBWs. But they're always looking for a way to lose weight. Explain that. And then went on to say something like, you know, yeah, one minute they're talking about, you know, how much they love just, they love love the skin they're in. And then the next thing you know, they're running to get surgery. So <laughs> it kind of struck a nerve with me only because of, I, I don't think people really understand. And I, I think that, and, and I'm going to just speak from, for me and how I feel about this, like, you know, I don't want Team BBW, like, um, you know, knocking down my whole Twitter account because of anything that I say here. This is just how I feel and how I've felt about being a BBW my whole entire life. Um, did I love myself? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um lots of confidence always and this was from anywhere from size um 16 to hell I think I had gotten up to like a 22 or something like that I've always felt like I had sex appeal I've always felt like um you know, I, I just I just felt good about my I, I felt good about myself in most cases. Yeah, there would be some times when I'd be like, man, what's going on? But for the most part, um, I was good. I also was quote unquote healthy. Um, I was severely overweight, obese, but I didn't have hypertension, I didn't have diabetes, I didn't have any of those things. Um, aside from just being fatigued and, um, you know, random body aches and, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Things like that. Uh, I really didn't have any major problems, but I did have major problems that ran through my family. So like, um, you know, my mom has had a kidney removed. Uh, my grandmother had, um, type two diabetes, a couple of people in my family had type two diabetes, you know, stuff like that. Um, high blood pressure, all of that stuff. So, um, when I decided to lose weight, um, it was more so like a preventative measure. Um, but before I go there, being, being BBW can take a lot out of a person. 
<laughs> like in certain instances. I'm not saying it's like the most tiring thing in the world, but simple stuff like shopping. Okay, so at one point in time, I had a 36, which means my back, you know, was pretty like normal size, but I had a 40, I wore a 46, I'm 46, sorry, 36 E. So that's D, double D, triple D, E. My back was on fire constantly. One. Two, finding a bra. Like, I was in my early 20s during this time. Like, I grew up with big titties. I, I was the uh, um, the big titty cheerleader. That's what they used to call me. You know, if they, if they couldn't figure out who I was, they'd be like, you know, the big titty cheerleader. You know, that's who I was. So, I don't think men really understand, like, the process of having to find a bra. And then, you know, you find you find a bra, like you might be able to go to Walmart and get one of them bras out of the box. The white daddies that have your, um, your titties like pointing straight. But, try, but they want to see something cute. So, you know, the one in the box going to be about $24. You know what I'm saying? You going to, Instantly double that walking into a place like Lane Bryant or Catherine's or Fashion Bug, um, you know, any of those places. I don't even know if Victoria's Secret sells stuff like that. They didn't back then when, you know, before I got a reduction. And yes, I had a back. I had a breast reduction. I think I might have been 22, 23, something like that when I had it because my back was fucked up. So, sir, that's one reason why uh, BBWs may, you know, be trying to lose weight or have surgery. Sometimes it's just overwhelming. Then, so, again, I don't know. I think I was talking about shopping overall. So, shopping, you go to, um, first of all, your clothes are, are just naturally going to cost more because they have to use more fabric, right? But there's times that you can go and, you know, go and try on like, (laughs) you know, a 2X or something and it fits like it's a 14, like it just don't fit. Like plus size clothing, the the sizes are just so, they're just hard to gauge. So you go to a place like, there, there was one place I used to like, it was called Debs. And it was probably like a a better, um, what do you want to call it? It was like a better, um, rainbow. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it's like, Debs would be number one and like Dots was number two and Rainbow was number three. You know what I'm saying? So uh, the clothing was kind of, you know, it was kind of had quality, but the reason why I really liked it there is because I can go in there and not have to worry about everything being floral or stripes. 
And yeah, so now, you know, we've kind of embraced wearing floral and, and stripes, you know, we, you know, but at, at some, at one point in time, it was like just for forbidden to do. And I just never liked how I look certain floral. It just depends. You know what I'm saying? Certain types of floral, but most floral, I'm not buying anything with a bunch of damn flowers on it. And that's all they ever want to sell to BBWs. Like, why can't we have solid colors? How easy is that? How easy is it to make a, a dress in red or blue or green or white? Like, how easy is it without having something on it, just an uninterrupted uh, solid color? Like, you just don't find that type of stuff anymore. <laughs> and then, like I said, you, you go to a place like Rainbow or something like that. It's, a lot of times it's not going to be true to size. Um, it really is hard to shop. Like you see these little online shops saying, you know, you go ahead and, you know, you're going to order a bathing suit and you're like, okay, let me order one size up because I don't know what I'm getting. And it still doesn't even fit. It's just nerve wracking sometimes. Like, and some, some of these girls, like they be out here slaying like 12 times more than me. But I often wonder, like, what do you, what all are y'all going through to do that? Like, I just commend they asses because it just can't be me. I, I, I hate shopping. And I just hate shopping overall, unless it's for shoes. Now, shoes can be kind of easy. But I, I just, I, I hate shopping, you know. I, I, not as much now as I did, you know, when I was a size 22. And right now, I'm like a size 14, 16, it just kind of depends on, on what I put on, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just tough, it's just tough, and, um, for me, you know, it, it literally, it was literally a, kind of like a look in the mirror, but not a look in the mirror, because I was looking at a picture, and I just looked at the picture, and I'm like, who is this person like I looked at myself in that picture and all I saw was depression anxiety like and and it was all because I always ate my way through those things that's the reason it, I wasn't a BBW just because I loved food I was a BBW because I was depressed and, and, and angry and anxious. And that was the way that I was able, that I was, that was the only way that I could comfort those feelings. So when I looked at that picture, that's what I saw, those feelings. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Something has to change. Something has to change immediately. Like, it was that serious. I, I just could, like, I was emotional. I cried. I was angry with myself. You know, how how was it that I lost, um, you know, 50 pounds and gained back 57? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, how did I get there? What... Who or what did that to me? Like, who did I let fuck up my flow? 
because some something wasn't right, and I, you know, I couldn't really pinpoint what it was. It was just a, a bunch of different things. Um, you know, I moved to Atlanta three and a half years ago, left my whole family behind. That's been stressful. Um, you know, uh, work was stressful. Work is, you know, work is work. I, I was stressed out cause I was trying to get another position, got that position. That position stressed me the hell out. Um, stressed because I can't see loved ones when I want to see loved ones. Um, anxious because I have to spend the holidays alone a lot of the times, like so many things, so many freaking things. And when I look at that picture, that's what I saw. Now, I could go and I can, you know, uh, pull out some of my cute little sexy things and put them on and make myself feel good too. But anytime that I see this particular picture, that's what I'm going to see. And I never, ever, ever want to see myself like that again. I love food. I am a foodie. But that's not the reason why I'm a BBW. It's just not. And that's not to say that at any given moment, I didn't love being a BBW. Like, shit, men like big women. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Now, don't get me wrong, because you do have those who, you know, like us behind closed doors. But ain't really trying to fool with us, you know, in the light. Like, they like every single thing that we can do to them and for them. But they only like that shit in in secret because they're afraid of what the rest of society is going to say. You know what I'm saying? Don't, you know, you know, there's always something. But, you know, all the men ain't like that. I'm sitting up here trying to think, what did I hear somebody say? Um, something about being in the 200 club. God, I cannot think of what, <laughs> I can't think of what it is. I'm gonna have to look it up. Somebody podcast was talking about it, but, but yeah, like, so, you know, to, to his, um, Facebook post, I, you know, people, people, make changes because they feel the need to make a change. And that can mean anything. That can mean, um, you know, my hair is too long. It's time for me to cut some of it off. Um, That could mean, um, I don't know. It, It could mean so many different things. But in this instance, the change, you know, when somebody goes to the extreme and say, you know what, fuck this shit. I'm tired of eating the way that I'm eating. I'm tired of looking the way that I'm looking. I'm tired of feeling the way that I'm feeling. They have to, you know, make that change. And it's a big change for them. And it's a needed change for them. When you, you know, start to not feel like yourself, it's time for a change, period. And if that means that, you know, as much as that person loves being a big, beautiful woman, um, you know, that, you know, they, they're going to have to face their fears and change a couple of things 
to lose a little bit of weight just to put a little bit more life into them at that moment then let them do that <laughs> I don't know I, and I don't you know again a lot of his posts he he speaks uh some good shit some of the stuff be annoying because you know it'd be like repeat um questions that he just asked like two weeks ago and and hardly ever they hardly ever strike a nerve it's usually something funny but this just kind of struck a nerve a little bit you know, why can't I love love myself so much that I want to make a positive change for myself? And that's not to say that being a BBW is not, you know, a positive thing. All I'm saying is sometimes we we make a change because that's what we feel like we need to do. So... Honestly, I'm trying to move out of the BBW club. If I'm keeping it 100 with myself, like, I, so I'm not going to be the BBW with the flat stomach. <laughs> and what it has proven, what it has proven to me, me with what me eating right and working out is proving to me is that I'm going to lose everything else before I lose my stomach. So like I've lost over 60 pounds and you know my stomach ain't as big as it was but it's still very visible whereas everything else has pretty much um you know it has turned more muscle you know into more muscle than fat like especially my legs because I'm running I'm literally running um you know between two and four miles uh three to four days a week so all of that's just, you know, all that fat is just burning off down in, in that area. And, you know, my stomach is just up in here. Like, boom, I ain't going nowhere, bitch. Not this summer, maybe next summer. So I don't even know how I got off on that tangent. But, um, it you know, it really, y'all, it really does come down. Oh, that's what I was saying. I'm not the BBW with the big hips and and the flat stomach. So if I want a flat stomach, I'm going to have to not be a BBW. And when I say flat, I don't mean like washboard flat. I don't mean like, um, cause I, I, I'm gonna have some stretch marks anyway. You know what I'm saying? I've been overweight way too long, all of my adult life and have had a, a eight pound, 12 ounce baby so stretch marks are going to be there so my stomach will never be completely flat but I have a vision and I'm going to need to um to to get there <laughs> and in order to get there I'm not gonna be able to be a BBW anymore so <sighs> anyways um that was my little topic about dead weight um, I just felt like, I don't know. I just felt like I needed to put that out there. It, it's okay to want to change. Even if you've always loved yourself the way that you are, it's okay to want to change. Don't let nobody tell you anything different. Even if it doesn't have to do with losing weight or anything like that, like, if you are feeling a different vibe, nigga, it's time for you to be on, on that different vibe. 
So that's that on that. Um, Stay tuned for my topic about facing your fears. Be right back. Hey y'all, so I'm coming to you from my hotel room in New York, Um, traveling on business this week, so I decided to use the Anchor app to record from my phone, so I'll see how this works out. I think today I want to talk about fear and how we are unable to live life autonomously because of fear. We think about fear, we kind of, we never really apply it to everyday life, right? If you think about it, um, we think about, well, I think about stuff like, I'm scared of spiders and I don't really like scary movies and you know I just fear so many silly things (laughs) but when it all comes down to it a lot of us live with fear that we really don't talk about um you know I know people who Fear completing things because they never really know what the next step is going to be. So, you know, I think, I don't know, maybe you guys have heard of uh, people who, what are, what do they call them? Professional students. <laughs> so there'll be people who will literally go to school forever and ever, but they never really complete anything you know they'll have um, 60 credits and and all they need is 65 to complete a degree or to complete a certification program or whatever and they decide I don't want to do that anymore I'm going to do something else so they go ahead and and try for something else and then they get really close to that or they complete a degree like say for instance I don't know like a nursing degree and never take the exam to actually become a nurse so those are the type of fears that I'm talking about today you have people that fear being out of or or getting out of relationships for several reasons. Um, They can truly be unhappy and, you know, and they know that they're unhappy and they're not even trying to convince themselves that they are happy, but they fear breaking away from that relationship. And it could be for a number of reasons, you know, that the old saying goes uh, for men, you know, for like married guys is uh, it's cheaper to keep her. So, you know, that's a fear. Nobody wants to to um, end a marriage and 
have to go through the whole child support alimony type of thing um people fear leaving relationships um because they don't know how their how their children are going to take it um some people fear leaving relationships because they just they fear being single like they just don't have it in them to be single or um they they fear dating you know what i mean they just they're just content there and it's mainly because they're just afraid but that's not a way to live y'all like same thing with employment there are people I, I know people personally at my job who have been working there for you know 15 20 years and they hate it <laughs> you know the position that they're in they hate it like with everything inside of them they hate this position they won't bid out for another position though and they won't you know a, a, another position within the company and they won't apply for positions outside of the company they just stay there and that all has to do with them being fearful like they're afraid that they're afraid that, you know, maybe they won't do a good job in a new position. It's like they're so comfortable with the routine. You know, they're not happy with the, their current routine, but they're comfortable with it. And they know that it's something that they can do. And, you know, maybe there are some things that they may be able to get away with that they're afraid that they won't be able to get away with at, an, at a new job or a new company. Um, they... are just fearful of starting over and and it's it's understandable right like it makes sense you know you don't want to <laughs> sometimes you're just in a situation and it's very familiar and you don't you don't want to leave because it's familiar but it being familiar doesn't make it being miserable any better I just I don't know sometimes I just feel like there's certain things that I need to talk about I just feel like some people need to to hear these things um, there are people who live you know, they're, they're in their hometowns or the towns that they grew up in and there's nothing there for them anymore. But they're afraid to leave because it's familiar. And, and maybe this, <laughs> maybe this, um, you know, I, I guess fear and, 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 and being familiar and, and content kind of all can can all kind of play off of one another 
Um, but it's all, they, they're all related to not being able to live an autonomous lifestyle. Some people are afraid to make certain moves because they're afraid of what people might say or think. And we, you know, I think, I think that everybody has a, um, what do I want to say? Everybody has, you know, that that thing where they don't want people to think a certain way about them. We, we all have it. I mean, we can sit up here and say, you know, I don't give a fuck about what nobody thinks 12 million times. And, and we probably mean it 99.9% of the time, but there's that, you know, those couple of instances where you kind of do care. So there are certain moves that you won't make because you care about how people are viewing you. Um, for a long time on social media, there were, you know, I, I would kind of walk on eggshells when it came to certain things and, you know, just wouldn't say certain things or express myself a certain way. And and don't get me wrong, that's different than, you know, kind of just scrolling past a post that you're not, that you can't relate to. It's, it's a little different than that. But, you know, we it's, it, everybody uses social media to, to express things one way or another. Uh, but I, I know that I have not you know, express certain things on social media because I didn't want a certain perception. I, uh, I think I'm kind of over that now. <laughs> but um, I, just saying as an example, I've been there. Um, as a, you know, as a bigger girl when I was bigger than I am now, um, there were certain things that I wouldn't wear. Um, out of fear and and living in Atlanta like I see these big girls wearing this stuff and I be like damn like they look good but I never felt like I would look good in those type of clothes just just and no I, I take that back I may have felt like I may have been very confident and felt okay with how I looked but I didn't want other people to look at me and and have a you know like why would she wear that <laughs> it was it was all out of fear right and I could have been out there like for real living it up with my little crop top on and my little belly showing a little bit you know like everybody else and just went on with my life but I was kind of kind of fearful about it to be honest so I kind of say all of that to say um, we have to face our fears. Um, last year when I did my vision board uh, and, and I didn't do one this year and shame on me, I should have. I guess it's not too late. But one of, my, one of the things that I thought about was facing my fears. 
you you never have to face your fears uh, all at once. Like you'll go crazy, right? But if you take those fears one at a time, like get a notebook, you know, I say get a notebook because I love notebooks or, you know, a whiteboard or just a piece of paper and hang it up on a refrigerator and just write down what you're fearful of. And it could be anything. It could be several things. And take it, take them one at a time and try to figure out how you can overcome those fears. How you can overcome the anxiety that builds up when you think about them. I mean, if you got to like roll a blunt or a little joint or something. Just go on and do it. <laughs> just go on and do it. And just write it down. Like, you be you would be surprised at how you'll begin to approach these things. I've done it. Like, I've literally done it. And... A lot of the times these fears are way bigger, you know, like in our head than they are face on. So kind of trust me on that one. Um, it worked. I mean, when you have it right there in front of your face, it's and it's, I don't know, it's kind of tied into, um, you know, the whole vision board thing and overall because, a vision board is mainly a, a, a work of art for you to look at to achieve your goals, right? So, you know, you put whatever it is that you want on there. So just think about that in the terms of your fears. Maybe you should write, you know, make a fear vision board. I don't know. <laughs> but fear will hold you back, like... Think about think about how many times you've thought about um, moving on in, in any instance. Think about how many times you've thought you've said to yourself, "You know what? I hate this job, and I really want to do something different." But you stay because you're just afraid to move on. Like just think of every single instance. It'll blow your mind, like how how long you've sat around afraid to make a move. Like you'll let you'll let your life pass you by, and you don't want to do that. Life is way. I mean, God, we're we're losing so many people. Life is just too short to sell yourself short. Because you're afraid. It's time to overcome that fear. So I think that completes my thoughts on being fearful. And how you'll never be able to live an autonomous life 
with a bunch of fear in your way. Hey, I just wanted to thank you for tuning into the Lit Life Podcast, Living Life Autonomously with me, your host, Autumn the Aries. As a gentle reminder, you can find me on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Autumn the Aries. I'm also available on several pod platforms, including Anchor, which is where my podcast is host. Also, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Please take the time to like, follow, and share on all platforms. If you have any suggestions for my show, such as topics or just anything random that you would like to talk about, if you'd like to be a guest host or anything of that nature, you can reach out to me on any of my socials, or you can simply send me an email at autumnthearies at gmail.com. If you have the Anchor app, you can send me a voice message. So I would encourage you to do that as well. Until next time, I'll be talking to you soon. Peace.